have your Bibles, you can open up to Numbers chapter 16. I'll be reading verses 1 through 13. Yes, 1 through 13. Nakora, the son of Izhar, the son of Korath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men, and they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. They gathered together against Moses and Aaron and said to them, You take too much upon yourselves, for all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? So Moses heard it, he fell on his face, and he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show who is his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near to, to him. That, that one whom he chooses, he will cause to come near to him. Do this. Take censers, Korah and all your company. Put fire in them, and put incense in them before the Lord tomorrow. And it shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses is the holy one. You take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi, is it a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to him, to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to serve them, and that he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you? And are you seeking the priesthood also? Therefore, you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. And what is Aaron that you complain against him? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. But they said, We will not come up. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a, out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness that you should keep acting like a prince over us? David had a great idea when he shared. He got shared a little bit about about his testimony, so I thought since I haven't done that in several minutes, I would start with that. Lord, we pray you'd be glorified and that you would speak and move and work and give us all ears to hear what you have to say. Thank you, Lord. In Yeshua's name. So I was raised in a conservative Jewish home in the promised land, that would be Portland, Oregon. My grandpa heard about Portland in Odessa, Russia, and thought that was a good place to go, so he went there in the early 1900s. So anyway, I was raised in a conservative Jewish home, which is kind of, um, kind of in a, a way like a nice Catholic home. <laughs> you go to Shul for the high holy days and once in a blue moon on Shabbat unless there's a bar mitzvah then you go but at any rate I went to uh, school at the University of Oregon and uh, there I decided I would take a jewelry class because it looked like fun and it was totally a God thing. I didn't know him then, but 
I always believed in him. I just didn't know he had a son or that he wanted me. But at any rate, I started making jewelry, which was really paraphernalia. And we know what that is, so I don't have to get into that. But at any rate, one of my closest friends lived right next door to a Christian commune. And um, as a result of that, I got to hear the gospel a lot, <laughs> of which I heard absolutely nothing. But I got to hear it a lot. <laughs> God has a sense of humor. But... Um, It had to have been that somebody was praying because I started asking God to show me what to do with the talent he gave me to make stuff. Because I designed things to make in my jewelry class and I showed them to my teacher and he said, you can't do that. And then I would go home and do it <laughs> because he gave it to me. He showed me how to do things that you weren't supposed to be able to do. <laughs> and I asked him, because I knew God gave me the talent, I asked him to show me what to do with the talent that he gave me. Now, where does a prayer like that come from? Praise the Lord. All that to say, God was working in a mighty way. He put me in a commune, and my first pastor was 17, and I was 26. But God gave me the grace to submit to him and to those that he put over me, even though they were younger and didn't know anything. And this kind of leads into where we are with this portion. It's pr pretty horrific The Lord didn't like what Korah was doing because he was speaking against his anointed. And God doesn't like it when you speak against his anointed. And you can see that real well. <laughs> it's interesting, we don't see Moses hearing from God, and yet he prayed immediately as soon as he heard Korah speak. And God obviously told him what he was going to do. Because Moses didn't open the ground, did he? <laughs> he knew that God would do what he was going to do. And how did he know? He must have heard it from the mouth of the horse. Praise the Lord. We remember Moses... A few uh, weeks earlier, Miriam spoke against Moses, and she became leprous. Kind of hard to relate to that, but pretty scary thing. We all have heard about leprosy. I don't know how many of us have seen it, but it's pretty ugly. And, of course, anyone that had leprosy was not allowed to be near anyone else except other lepers. So she was separated. Even though Moses prayed for her and she was healed, 
she had to stay outside the camp for a week. So at any rate, she spoke against his anointed, just like Korah, who died, and then the 250 men from uh, the tribe of Reuben who burned incense, they were consumed by fire. Just as, it's interesting that Moses told them to take censers and burn incense before God because a few uh, weeks earlier we also read about the two sons of Aaron that burned incense that God did not command them to do. And they were consumed by fire. Lord, we thank you that you are holy. And we are so not. But your name is holy. And those who you anoint are holy. And help us, Lord, not to speak against those that you have called be over us. So this is the story of what not to do. <laughs> it's, a, it's all about authority, which is really delegated power. And the only one that can really give authority is the one that is the authority. And we know who that is. Adonai Tzavot. Romans 13.1, this says it all. Rabbi Shaul. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. This is serious stuff. So if we have a problem with authority, we have a problem with Almighty God. So Korah was envious, and God had an answer. He was already a Levite. They were, his position was to carry the tabernacle. So he was already in an elevated position. But as we know, power corrupts, and... Uh, this is what happened. So the Lord told everybody to get away from Korah and his family. And it's a good thing if they did that because the ground opened up and they all were consumed.
As I prayed over this portion, the Lord reminded me of how unholy I am and how that's what this was really about. Korah wanted a position that God hadn't given him, and he had a problem with what God had done. Isaiah 6, 5, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. It's pretty, um, it's a good thing when we come into his presence that we feel unworthy because we are. I love how Moses was the humblest man on earth because he spent so much time with God. But it's very interesting that God told him who he was. Deuteronomy 18.15 The Lord thy God will raise up unto you a prophet like unto me. To him shall you hearken. God was telling Moses that he was going to make a prophet like him. I just can't get over this. God told Moses he was going to raise up a prophet like him. Who else in scripture does God say that about? This guy was something else. (laughs) Moses was an incredible man of God. I love the call of Moses. It's the longest portion of scripture where a man talks to God and Moses answer to God was uh, no. <laughs> no, no, not me, no. <laughs> I can't do that. Take the people of Israel out of Egypt? No, I can't do that. Why don't you have my brother, he, he can talk, you know, let him do it. <laughs> me, no. Moses was probably the greatest prophet that ever lived. I'm sure he was. But he didn't want any part of it. He wasn't like Korah. He knew he was nothing. But God had other ideas. Praise the Lord. I don't know how many of you have seen the Ten Commandments lately, but when I think about Charlton Heston, I don't see Moses. <laughs> I just, I don't see him. I mean, that's a great movie. <laughs> but I just don't think Cecil had a good idea about who Moses was. <laughs> So after the 250 men were fried by the fire of God, the people came to Moses and gave him a hard time for killing the people of God. 
as if it was Moses. And Moses fell on his face, and he had Aaron bring incense and burn before God. And the plague killed 14,700 people because God was not pleased with people, with their attitude of rebellion. Again, when we resist his anointed, we are resisting him. So he had Aaron and the other heads of all the tribes of Israel bring a rod and set them in the tabernacle. And this, they weren't put in water. The rods were all dry branches. Michael mentioned this. And the next day, all of the branches had the names of each tribe written on them. And Aaron's rod budded and blossomed and brought forth almonds. How does that work? (laughs) That wasn't in the Ten Commandments, but I would love to see a movie with that. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Proverbs 9, 10, and 11. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me, wisdom, thy days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. Hallelujah. Lord, help us to take heed to our lips that we sin not with our mouth. remember I was walking one day and this nice lady on my route that I walk said it's a lovely day today isn't it and I said well it's kind of hot (laughs) and the Lord just reminded me of how the flesh is never satisfied if it's hot we want it to be cold if it's cold (laughs) we want it to be hot and I'm so that way I do like winter better. <laughs> but Galatians 5.16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. Lord, we thank you that even though we live in bodies, that you inhabit our bodies. We ask that you would transform us into your children, that we could take heed to our ways. Thank you, Lord, that Yeshua has made a surety of a better testament. An unchangeable priesthood.
you continue forever. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for what you've done. You came to set the captives free. And we all qualify. We ask, Lord, that you'd be glorified in our lives and that you would take control of this flesh that's never satisfied.